Your choice is simple. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Skeptics and Believers, a paranormal podcast. In this episode, we'll be discussing haunted dolls and the most famous one of all, Annabelle. So please do sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy the show. Okay, so in this episode, we're going to be discussing haunted dolls, but in particular one, which is possibly the most famous one, which is Annabelle, uh, as made famous in the Conjuring spin-off film, Annabelle. So according to Wikipedia, the definition of a haunted doll is a handmade or manufactured doll or stuffed animal that is claimed to be cursed or possessed in some way. So this is like a, this is a Barbie or like a cabbage patch. It's yeah. from a toy factory. Or yeah. could be or, a teddy or, bear. Or a He-Man he toy, perhaps. Yeah, or a He-Man toy. Yeah. Possessed Skeletor. So dolls have been around for thousands of years. They've found them in caves. And obviously they were quite popular during the, the Victorian times, which is where you get these really creepy looking porcelain dolls. But I think in general, dolls have quite a eerie creepiness about them anyway. Matt you and would I, though, wouldn't you? I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I don't think they're creepy. Generally, every now and then you get one that, you know, bits of it have fallen off and it looks like it's broken and they're a bit creepy. But in general, a doll is a toy for a child. They're not supposed to creep you well, out. Yeah, yeah. And we've, we've got a friend who has a, a slight aversion to dolls. <laughs> to the point where when we put the head of one on a bit of string with like a knife and fork sticking out of it in a lift at university and it freaked him out a bit. So obviously I said, we're, so we're going to focus on Annabelle, which has been made famous in the Conjuring film uh, spin-off. Do so, I need to have, do I need to have seen the Conjuring no, film or films to no, understand what Annabelle is? Cause I haven't either, but I've, oh, I've read up on it. So I, I've not I'll seen it either. About it now. So we're all talking about something based yeah. on the film that we haven't seen. So, so this is a theoretic, some might say an intellectual conversation. So Yeah, it's an intellectual conversation. It yeah, was in, the, film sure, the film surely is full of embellishments. Anyway, we it, don't want to talk about not, a movie. It's not about, about the film. Thing. We want to talk it's, about the thing. Yeah, it's the, the, the thing. The real made up thing. It's That's the thing. That's what we want to talk about. <laughs> the, the etymology the the film of the film. was based on. So this yeah. is the thing the film not was based on. Yeah. This goes back to 1970 when a trainee nurse called Deirdre Bernard got a Raggedy Ann doll from her mother for her 25th birthday. It's a very you know, 70s name, isn't it? Deirdre. Deirdre. Is she American yeah. or English? American. Mm. And so, Ra- Ra- Raggedy Ann was like a product line of doll. Yes. It's that kind of red-haired doll with big spooky black eyes and, you know, the, the I've known a few of those. striped. <laughs> But you are. So she was bought this doll by her mum for her 25th birthday and she'd moved into an apartment with her friend. So she'd had this doll for a few nights and she'd sit it, sat up straight with its arms and legs out. And when she'd wake up the following morning, this doll appeared to have moved. So its limbs Ooh. would be pointing in different directions or it will be lying flat or it will be lying face down. Either way, it moved of its own accord. 
from what she believed from the night before. So this happened for a few nights and then eventually the doll started to appear in different rooms within their apartment. So it'd be in her bedroom, she'd wake up the next day and it'd be in the kitchen or it'd be in the bathroom or it'd be in the living room. So Deirdre and her flatmate, who's another training nurse called Lara Clifton, believed that someone may have been getting into their apartment while they were asleep and then moving the doll to play a prank on them. So they'd do things like putting sellotape over the door frames and the window frames to check to see if someone was coming in and out of their apartment to prank them. But it um, definitely wasn't Lara. Well, we'll speculate later. Okay, okay, okay. But they, they saw no signs that anyone was getting into the apartment. Then, as well as the, the doll moving and appearing in different rooms, they started to find notes written on parchment and in crayon that would say things like, help me, on them that would appear with the doll. Now, obviously, that's, that's quite spooky. One day, they came home and found some of these notes around the doll, but also that the doll's hands were covered in blood, and that mm. there were three spots of blood on the chest of the doll, with no signs so of... So the doll... Yeah, the doll been doing a murder, or...? Well, they don't know where this blood had come from, or if it was definitely blood, but it looked like blood. That was another spooky event that happened with this doll. But it wasn't, so, yeah, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't definitely bad. Would, no. So they decided to contact a medium who claimed that she was talking to the spirit of a seven-year-old girl called Annabelle Higgins, who had possessed the doll because she just wanted someone to play with. And Annabelle asked if she could remain in the doll to live with the women within the apartment. And the women, after hearing the story of Annabelle, being a young girl that died, didn't have anyone to play with in the afterlife, said yes to this request. Ah, that, that, yeah, that's where they went wrong. What they should have said was no and burnt that doll. Well, it's like the whole thing, you know, don't, let, don't invite a vampire into your house kind of thing, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Indeed. So what then happened was that Lara had a fiancé called Kel and he believed that the doll was a vessel for evil, was like a voodoo doll. Um, right, okay. And apparently he awoke one night to find the doll hovering above him over the bed and then attempting to strangle him. With tiny little nine, hands. Nine, nine, tiny little <laughs> hands. Yeah. 19, 1970, you say this happened? 1970, yeah. So you could, still get the, you could still get real LSD in 1970. Maybe, yes. And in another instance, he claims that he was attacked by Annabelle when he walked into a room after he heard a noise, walked into the room, saw the doll sat on the bed and then felt this burning sensation on his chest like he was being clawed by an animal. So they'd had these strange occurrences. The fiancé had been attacked, allegedly, by the doll. So it was at that point that Ed and Lorraine Warren, who, for anyone who isn't aware of Ed and Lorraine Warren, they're the subjects of the Conjuring films. And they're also probably the most famous paranormal investigators in America who were active from like the 60s right up until both of them oh, passed away in the so, early 2000s. So they didn't own the doll? No. So the doll they was didn't, owned by these they, other ladies. They didn't yeah. own the doll at that point. The doll was owned by Deirdre. They were called in and Lorraine, who allegedly had clairvoyant powers, let's just say, identified that it wasn't a spirit of a girl who possessed a doll. 
but was a spirit of a demon. Oh, a lying um, demon who pretended to be a little girl. Exactly. So the Warrens went to the apartment and they, they exercised the apartment and they took the doll away with them. So they said, we're going to end this for you. We're going to take the doll away and we'll, we'll make exercise some money. the demon spirit. Sorry, exercise the demon spirit, yeah. E- yeah, that's, that's it, exercise demon spirit. So they took the doll with them and during the ride home, allegedly the car kept cutting out and would falter until Ed got a little vial of holy water and threw the holy water on the doll, telling, <laughs> telling the demon that it would cause no further issue to them on the drive home. And apparently after that, the car trouble stopped and they managed to drive back to their home without any issue. I'll be fair, I've tried that when my cars broke down before. Oh, I've seen a state your car. Now, a priest visited the Warrens after they took the doll with them. And even the Warrens reported that the doll was teleporting around their house. So they'd leave it in one room, they'd find it in another room. And it yeah. keep moving around, like some kind of creepy doll nightcrawler. But you've, you've got to expect they kind of wanted that to happen as well. That's why they took the well, doll, surely. Yeah, potentially. So the priest allegedly picked up the doll and said, you're just a rag doll, Annabelle. You can't hurt anything. And Ed Warren had, had laughed at him and said, careful what you say to the doll. It's evil. So <laughs> apparently on the way home from this meeting, the priest's brakes failed on his car and he was nearly killed in a, a severe car accident. Coincidence or was it related? Who knows? Yeah, or did the two people from the film do it? I mean, did they cut his brakes while he was in the house? I mean, that's some serious lengths to try and. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. You... <laughs> but yeah, so uh, eventually, because of the issues that were going on with the doll, Ed and Lorraine encased Annabelle in a cabinet, which they locked and put a warning sign on the case saying, under no circumstances is anyone to open this case. And Annabelle's been in this case in their museum, and he's still there to this day. Yeah, in their paranormal museum of weird and wonderful things. Yeah, their 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 museum of the occult, um, whatever it's called. But but my um, wasn't wasn't there a guy called Perry DeAngelis, who was also a paranormal investigator, who went and inspected the doll and said it was bunkum. Blarney. Blarney. Like a stone. So I we've mean, got we've got. Th- We've got three different paranormal specialists here. One saying it's a seven-year-old girl, one saying it's a demon, and one saying it's Blarney. Yeah. So in, in researching this particular story, the one thing that I found was, aside from the claims from the Warrens, any proof of the events is, is fairly scant. So there's little or no evidence captured to suggest that Deirdre, or Donna as she's called in some stories, was actually real. The oh, other so thing- there's no kind of first-hand accounts from Deirdre and Lara. It's no, it's all- so it's it's all come from Ed and Lorraine Warren. Got you. Okay, not so- to cast any aspersions, but I know no. what I think. But they're yeah. the, they're the principal benefactors of obviously any. I mean, they wrote the book, the films about them. Yeah, they've got a vested interest. Indeed, a museum to get people's going as well. So the other thing as well is that I found. I watch a lot of like their channels on YouTube, like pornography. <laughs> no, um, there's lots of channels on YouTube, like Nukes Top Five or Twin Paranormal or Suspooks, where they're a collection of 
allegedly paranormal videos. And there's a lot of them on there with that involve dolls. I haven't seen any where anyone's captured the Annabelle doll moving <clears throat> within that cabinet. Yeah. Um, but there, you know, there have been others like was it Matt? Was it the was it Miss, the Mister Fritz doll you sent me a video of? Yes, uh, the head. Yes. Now that that was creepy. That's genuinely horrifying. But the thing that I've noticed on nearly every video, every piece of footage, there's quite clearly an edit where somebody goes, "I'm I'm going to set the doll up," and then they walk out the other room, and then there's a cut. And it's oh my god, his position has moved. But there's quite oh my clearly god, it's Kermit the Frog. Yeah, there's quite clearly like an edit. I think the interesting thing about the Anna, Annabelle doll is that because it was obviously a mass-produced item, I think a lot of people probably have a, a level of attachment to it and to the story. I think that there's there's it kind of plays into I think people's reminiscence about childhood, which I think that's that's part of the story as well. People give life to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and it- I mean, I, I, it it doesn't look like a particularly creepy doll, does it? But I think I think you're right, Eddie. There's you know, people will recognise that doll, and if you say it's a possessed one, quite often because I've I've had a look at a few different stories about possessed dolls and or sorry, possessed dolls. I'm doing inverted commas. No one can see me. A lot of the time, it's linked to it's got the spirit of a child in it, much like the 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 the, the initial medium apparently said about the Annabelle doll. But a lot of the time, it's you know, the spirit of a child is in it. The person who originally owned it, their child died when they were young, and then that child's in the doll. And I wonder if some of that is kind of a, a delusion on behalf of the person who owned the original doll. You know, yeah, you see it wishful in, thinking. you know, sometimes in, yeah, you see it in TV shows and things sometimes, don't you, where there's like, you know, a, a, an older lady who's got a doll in a pram because yeah. their baby died when they were really young and they they needed that attachment. And I wonder how many of these stories may start from something similar that then, you know, other people have gone, oh, it's creepy, look, she's always out with that doll, you know, and instead of, oh, isn't it heartbreaking, they lost their child, let's get them some, you know, <laughs> mental health support. It's actually a because it's, you know, the 1800s or whatever, it's actually a case of it's possessed by a wicked devil, let's burn the witch. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from on that one. There are other ones where it's not like, it's not children like that. So that Mr. Fritz one that, that Matt had sent me was a, it was like a disembodied doll's head, wasn't it? Of a, well, it was a ventriloquist dummy, but this, <laughs> this ventriloquist dummy would move on its own at night. So this, this museum where this doll's kept on the security camera, they caught the doll, like its eyes would blink or its mouth would open. You could think that, well, it's a ventriloquist dummy. It could be set up to do that. But you can't see anything else moving within that cabinet. And it's, you know, it's, it, it is, I don't like watching that video because it does genuinely creep me out. Yeah, you are, you are an easily creeped out man, though. It's because I believe in some of this stuff. I know you do. I think that the, the main thing with dolls is, I th- I, you know, you mentioned it earlier on, is that about, about them looking creepy. Hmm. I mean, I, I, to, me, to me, they don't. They're obviously, you know, kind of a, a fake representation of whatever it is they are. But I do know a lot of people get that like uncanny valley effect with them, don't they? Like, is it, you know, and, yeah. and probably more so in the past where, you know, seeing a, a reasonable facsimile of a baby, you know, but it doesn't move and it's got those lifeless eyes might, might really freak people out. It like, um, what's his name? Moff Tarkin in Rogue One or the Kardashians, that kind of thing, that uncanny <laughs> valley, not quite, not quite human. 
I mean, Lisa, when you were when you were young, did you ever have any spooky dolls? Dolls that would do things that you didn't expect? No, I don't think so. But I did have this. I did have a doll, and it was quite big. It was probably the size of like a six-month-old baby. It was like this massive thing that used to carry around in this blue dress. And you do, I think, as a child, you do kind of you create personalities for them. Do you know what I mean? You kind of mm, yeah. You, you create a persona about them and even if you're not talking to them out loud you know you kind of you latch onto them a little bit don't you and you you want them to be real because I think when I got that I didn't I didn't have like my younger brother or anything around at the time so you know it's like someone to talk to and you you kind of and because it's got this humany face I mean we always try and find kind of like faces in other things don't we yet this has actually got a proper kind of child's face and it's I'm no, I don't think I ever remember there being anything spooky about it, but no. I did. I did find it in my mum's loft quite a few years ago now, um, probably twenty years ago, and got it down. And I remember looking at it, going, "That is flaming spooky, that doll looking." And I don't know, and it's probably yeah, from yeah, films yeah. or media, on and just things that I've seen over the past goodness knows how long, you know kind of going, oh, it is a bit freaky, isn't it? Why? And you just, and you latch onto these things, don't you? And then you project yourself. So I, I don't believe in any of it. I have seen the Mr. Fritz video and it is a little bit odd. There's no denying that it's not a bit odd, but um, just dolls in general, I think all pretty much nonsense. The, the Warrens have been involved in lots of different investigations into different things and have made some money out of then lots of films and books yeah well we'll um we'll be discussing some of the other events um that the warrens have been involved in and discussing themselves they will be cropping up in the future yeah the one the one thing i don't get is that yeah if you've got this allegedly possessed raggedy and doll why did they not just kill it with fire like you know, that would be my first also, thought also you know if 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 a vicar came round and said stop being naughty doll i'm not having it and then nearly died because his brakes failed the guys who've locked it away in a cupboard they're lucky that it hasn't killed him aren't they with its magic voodoo yeah. powers or whatever they're claiming it's got and what is that what or is they it special so they don't get hurt i don't what, understand what is it, it about a glass cabinet that would stop it from teleporting yeah that's it and you'd think it'd smash its way out wouldn't you with its hulk yeah. powers or whatever other nonsense it's supposed to have the um i did have a look uh as is as is you know part of the requirement of me being on this program i had a look for stuff debunking spooky dolls online you know and i even searched for specific ones like annabelle I couldn't really find anything that, that just, you know, proves their hoaxes or debunks them, which tells me one of two things. Either it's commonly accepted uh, by the sceptic community that, that spooky dolls are real, or it's so obviously preposterous that there's no point in spending time debunking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that could be the case. But maybe, just maybe, there's something more to it. Do you want there to be something more to it? Uh, me? No. No, not really. I mean, my mother-in-law has got, she has a collection of these weird Victorian dressed porcelain dolls. And like, I can yeah, tell but- you if we, if we ever got gifted them, 
for any reason. They they they're going. They're getting burnt. Higher. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is though. Yeah, the thing is though, burnt. Mike. You don't have to believe that they're all possessed, do you? Just just Mister Fritz, and that's enough, isn't it? Well, yeah. Mister Fritz is pretty scary. I mean, that's a doll that will haunt your dreams if you watch See, the video. I, I I think that makes you a believer in the spooky spooky dolls. Yeah. Yeah. I think I I do. I mean, I believe that dolls are spooky and creepy, and I think that I think with me maybe it's more that it plays on my anxieties and my um, imagination. Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably why I lean more towards it. It's but, weird though. It's it's weird though to me because don't don't you have a couple of real dolls, Mike? No, that's <laughs> something <laughs> totally different. Oh, okay, okay. But you're giving them names and you talk to them. <laughs> Terrible. It's not going down that route. But you used to get yeah. freaked out by your kind of alien head thing, yes. didn't you? And that is yeah. essentially just a doll, isn't it? Are you destroying well, the concept of this podcast by just saying it's all down to Mike and his fears of inanimate toys? I'm just going to start sending him dolls in the post that just turn up. Oh, God. Excellent. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, that would be really no. horrible. Yeah. Don't send them to Mike. Send them to Liz with an instruction of where to hide them in the house. Yes. Brilliant. Okay, so are we are we gauging from this one that I am the only one who think there may be something behind the creepy haunted dolls? I think I think because a doll is so small, it would be easy to prove, like prove there was something in it or debunk it. I think even with our limited lack of any skills or equipment, we would be able to fathom out if there was anything more to it. We yeah, just need just to get our hands on it 24-7. Yeah. We just I, need think, to... I think when, when we get to the point where we start going and doing investigations, that we should one of them should be to find a creepy haunted doll <laughs> in, a, in a museum somewhere in the UK and go and spend the night with it and film it, what? see what happens. What? Why in a museum? Why don't we just, you know, reach out to people and say, hey, no, no, does anybody no, have a no. creepy haunted doll? Yeah. Can we stay at your house and get murdered? People sell them on eBay as haunted dolls. Well, let's buy Gosh, one then. Do. Let's buy one, yeah. People let's buy, buy one. No let's one, buy one. No museum is no. going to camp overnight and watch their doll. The, um, the, the National Museum of Childhood is only a few miles down the road from here. Yes, um, Sudbury. Sudbury Museum of Childhood, yeah. Um, yeah. Lots of freaky things in there. I Very imagine. old dolls as well there. But are any of them allegedly haunted? Are any dolls haunted, Mike? But if you were to find one, Mike, from the sounds of things, you wouldn't, you'd be too scared. <laughs> yeah. Probably, probably. <laughs> what about, Mike, Mike, what about the theory that Annabelle is possessed by the spirit of a grey alien? Oh. I don't think oh, there's any amazing. theory of that. Yeah, you've just well, there is now. There you go. There is now. Prove oh, them there wrong. There you go. All Mike's fears so, realised. <laughs> I don't like. I'll be honest with you. I don't like a doll. I don't like. I'm just going to pull a line in the sand and say I don't like dolls. They're a little bit like miniature clowns. And mm. the thing I don't like about a doll is it's based <laughs> on something that should be alive, and it's that kind of frozen in time. Inanimate it's, it's like, representation. It's like a cadaver. It is. It's like a cadaver of a child, and that in itself is fucking creepy. But but that's also <laughs> but they're very popular with. I mean, 
not to take things to a very real level, but with with women who like lose children, they do buy these kind of, and also with dementia care as well, like small, very almost photorealistic babies are very popular. Maybe this goes back to what Matt was saying you know, about like people projecting a want or a need onto them and then creating these stories, creating these personalities and, and personas. Who knows? We'll have to see if we can find one. Let's let's buy one, Mike. Sure, we can get one on the yeah. Put put your I'll money let, where you do that. Put your money where you possess dollars. Yeah, I'll have to think about that. I know your address, Mike, and I've got <laughs> I've got a reasonable amount of disposable income that I can use to order you every haunted <laughs> doll I find. Oh, great, I'm going to have trouble sleeping tonight. I am just having a quick look on eBay while we're while we're chit chatting. We could have a haunted doll called Julian. Paranormal positive energy pre-owned. It says. So, but it's actually just a little bunny. It's a little cuddly Aww. bunny. You see? But some of Aww. them are genuinely a little bit creepy. That, that third one down looks... Yeah, yeah. this one. Yeah. <sighs> we can put a picture of her up. Sure. And also, can I just say, both in terms of the, the, the tale of Annabelle and also the names of these dolls, who, who, where are they getting these names from? Julian. <laughs> Julian the Haunted Rabbit. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, Julian's not the first name I think of when I think of a rabbit. Strangely, they're all £22 from the same, uh, from the same poster. So, uh, That's strange, that, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> they, they all come from, this, from this, this couple in America, whatever they're called, from the Conjuring films. Melinda, no, Violet, Jessica, Lily, Robin. All about the 20 quid mark. I, I so, do, you know. they do, perhaps they are a product. Perhaps pa- a paranormal doll is... Perhaps that's how you buy it. Maybe. No. You, put, you put batteries in and it says one of ten haunting statements. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> oh, I don't... You're going to die. Get out of my house. I don't know that one. <laughs> Lisa's just found a clown possessed doll <laughs> called Clive. Clive. Has he got oh a little my Hitler moustache? He has got a little Hitler moustache and he's also stood on pentagrams as well. Yeah. The same pentagrams that, that Violet and Lily are being sold on, but Clive... But that's is, coincidental. Clive's twice the price, and the only male one I've seen so far, so uh, well, he, what does that say? He's extra creepy, I quite like him. Yeah. <laughs> Semi-serious question, though. I mean, I kind of alluded to it earlier on when I mentioned that He-Man could be a, uh, a possessed doll. Yeah. But, like, Mike, you like to collect figurines, don't you, Mike? How's that any different to a doll? And are you ever worried that Optimus Prime is going to come to life? <laughs> And float over you in the night and strangle you. No. With his little wings. No. No. That's that's just a a a toy. Why is it no different? It's no different. It's It's got a face. It's no different. I don't know. I don't know. know. Ah, the seller does have hundred percent positive feedback. So I think genuinely haunted dog. Forty-five seconds. Could you possess a broom, I wonder? I think most I suppose, I suppose this like then begs the question is, do you get haunted sex dolls? Well, maybe you should ask your own version. Because it's covered yeah, in yeah, spirit. Ask your supplier, It's filled with evil spirit. Or you're spilling your soul into uh, Vivian. Isn't that why you got a 3D printer? What? You got a 3D printer, Mike? No. No, I was suggesting you were printing... <laughs> with me now, on a 3D printer or vaginas at least yeah print, printing out 3D printing vaginas <laughs> right we'll, uh, we'll end that one there 
So that was our episode on Annabelle the Haunted Doll and some other haunted dolls. If you have your own story about haunted dolls or any other paranormal experiences, then please do email the show at skepticsandbelieverspodcast at gmail.com and we'll read some of your stories out in future episodes. If you haven't already, please do like and subscribe to the podcast. And to those of you who already have, once again, thank you ever so much for continuing to listen. I and the team are ever so grateful for your continued support. You can find us on Instagram, think it's Skeptics Pod, and you can go on Twitter and find us at S and B Podcast One. So until next week when we will be discussing the Phoenix Lights, please do take care of yourselves. This podcast has been brought to you by Obsidian Shark Productions. The music featured in this podcast can be found at freemusicarchive.org and is used under the Creative Commons license. More details can be found on our website.